Welcome to this special edition of the new Stack Makers on the Road. We're here at the Open Source Summit in Dublin, Ireland. Discussions from the show floor with technologists giving you their expertise and insights to help you with your everyday work. Amazon Web Services is the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform, offering over 175 fully featured services from data centers globally. Millions of customers trust AWS to power their infrastructure, become more agile, and lower costs. Hey everyone, here in Dublin, Ireland at the Open Source Summit, I have the opportunity to have a conversation today with David Nally. And David is head of open source strategy and marketing at AWS. David, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. So I had a few conversations with you today about open source overall. We talked about what Paul Vixie discussed in our conversation earlier. And Paul is the vice president of security at AWS and also a distinguished engineer and someone who is well known for his work over the past several decades in making the internet what it is today. But I wanted to get to this idea of what is the core open source strategy for Amazon Web Services? What are those pillars? Well, you know, I think it starts with sustainability. And it, this really goes back to the, the origin of Amazon Web Services. AWS would not be what it is today without open source. We, like everyone else, build and innovate atop open source. And that means that there's a long history of us benefiting from open source and, and investing in open source. But ultimately, we're really here for the long haul. We're going to continue making investments. We're going to increase our investments in open source because it's, it's important to us, but not, not just to us, it's also important to our customers. So that's number one. Yeah, that's number one. I kind of hinted at number two there, right? Which is that it's not just important to us, but it's important to our customers. And right. we feel like we have to make investments on behalf of our customers. But the reality is our customers are choosing open source to run their workloads on. And whether that's open source databases or open source AI ML platforms, that's what they tend to, to be focusing on. They're choosing that repeatedly. And because that's important to our customers, we also have to, to go take a, an investment there, make sure that that runs incredibly well for our customers. One of the things, we saw news earlier about the PyTorch Foundation a couple of days ago launching, and PyTorch moving from a single vendor to a vendor neutral governance. One of the investments we've made over the past few years is to invest in making sure that PyTorch runs really well on the ARM architecture. And so we're making investments like that because those workloads are important to our customers. That's part two. Part three is we've got a space where we have to advocate for not just the what's allowing us to innovate, but what's going to be the future for the rest of the world in terms of open source. And open source gives us tremendous opportunity to get involved, tremendous opportunity to leverage some of the strengths of AWS and bring some of those resources to bear and deliver on that to improve the entire environment that we're operating in. So I heard you talk about sustainability and how that's part of your open source heritage and how we seen an investment in open source by Amazon Web Services since its very beginning. I heard about another theme I, I've heard from AWS over the years, and that's support for the customer. 
and what does the customer want? And the third part I heard about is advocacy and how important that is. There's also a pillar I'm curious about, and that's how internally important it is to your own developer teams. Yeah, you know, again, AWS just wouldn't exist today without open source. We're building atop open source all the time, whether that's directly or we're using foundational pieces of the open source infrastructure. And we are looking at we're looking at open source as being able to stand on the shoulders of giants yeah. to deliver so much faster. But what about the upstream participation? So we're doing a lot of interesting things in, in a number of upstreams. And again, a lot of our upstream investment is dictated by what is being seen as important to our customers. But I'll tell you about a couple of things that really have me excited today. We have built a top the Linux kernel and built a, a very small environment, container runtime, that's really stripped down and has a lot of memory safety controls in terms of Rust tooling. And what's that? That's called Bottle Rocket. Yeah, okay. And you know we built that originally because we needed it. Yeah. Turns out it was also very useful to our customers. We released that as open source and people are doing lots of interesting things. And, and it turns out doesn't even require AWS. Lots of people are doing interesting things with it because it is uh, it minimizes the attack surface really well. But that's us releasing open source, and, and we love doing that. We've got a number of things that we've released over the years, but we're also making investments in, in upstream. And so we've got the traditional methods of support where we're supporting upstream foundations and upstream projects with money and cloud credits, but we're also making significant contributions. So I mentioned a few moments ago about improving ARM support in PyTorch. We've got dedicated upstream teams now for the Rust programming language uh, that are working on improving the language itself and the ecosystem around it. We've got folks who are working on, on Jupyter Notebooks and you know, their sole focus every single day is to wake up and improve only the open source project. Uh, we've got a team focused on, on Kafka now and are doing a lot of things in the Apache Kafka community to improve that code base. What's more exciting to me is it's not just those things, but we're, I'm hearing about a lot of teams that are starting to hire and are building up dedicated, focused open source responsibilities so that they can spend all of their working day contributing upstream. That's amazing. People love that, don't they? Well, certainly the folks who are hired into it love that they can go contribute back to yeah. something bigger than themselves. They love that we can have actual impact for our customers and even for folks who are not yet our customers. You know, we can deliver yeah. improvements to those open source projects. And we're also doing, you know, doing well by AWS because we're we are delivering innovation even though we're delivering it to the upstream project. There's a lot there. I mean, for example, it gets it gives you the opportunity to work with peers too. I mean, you probably have friends who've like moved around to all kinds of companies over the years. And you get to and open source allows you to work with them in a way that almost transcends the organization who you're with. And of course, like you work at AWS, you're very dedicated to AWS, but you also get to work with people from Facebook or or Google for that matter, or any of the other companies out there that are contributing. So one of the things that really excited me 
I learned about this yesterday. One of our teams over in Redshift saw that one of our customers had built an open source tool to ingest data much more rapidly from, from specific data sources into Redshift. And they were excited about it. They went out and talked to that customer. They're now collaborating with that customer to improve that open source tool. And it's, uh, it's a tool for ingesting and shuttling data back and forth between Apache Spark and, and Redshift. And so not only are we getting to work with peers, but we're getting to work with customers where they are building tooling, and, and it doesn't have to come from AWS. Sometimes the, the best idea comes from one of our customers, and, and we get to go help them with that and help them out in the public where not just that one customer benefits, but everybody in that environment can. You know, I had a nice chat with Paul Vixie earlier, and one of the things that you said in, you know, when we were chatting earlier makes me think of kind of what the work that you're doing now. And Paul did work in the 90s you know, and since then, that really defined a lot of the protocols that we depend upon today. DNS, for example. And one of the things that you were talking about before was that allows you to work on that next two to three percent, those next layers up. What are those next layers up for you? You know, so in many ways, I think we have traversed so incredibly far, and yet we're, we're still seeing lots of opportunity for innovation. For me, database and analytics is a, is a huge burgeoning sector. We're seeing a lot of innovation in how folks handle, store, ingest, and make useful the data that they have. The next step in that evolution, I think, is, is AIML, turning that data into something useful and, and doing so at scale. And so, you know, we talked earlier about the PyTorch Foundation. And I think there's lots of interesting things going there. But I think you're right. One of the beautiful things about open source is that it stops me from having to do the boring stuff and yeah. get to focus on the most valuable right. things. You know, because no one wants to rewrite a web server. So maybe in the last few minutes we can talk about the role of security then too, because data and security are bound together forever, right? So the OpenSSF had a big event here earlier in the week, and SigStore, for example, is a popular project that we're starting to see emerge. Your commitment has been to make a big investment in OpenSSF. Sure. Uh, and uh, so I'm curious on like, you know, considering Paul's background, considering your investment in OpenSSF, what priority does security have, especially when you're thinking about the so open software supply chain? Yeah, so at AWS, security is job zero. It is the first place thing. If we don't have security, that is table stakes, and we have to have that in place. So when we think about supply chain security, it's obviously very important. Uh, we've been trying to signal the level of importance that we think. We, we made earlier uh, this year a $10 million commitment to OpenSSF, which is, which is one of the things that we're doing in that particular vein. But Supply chain security affects not just us, but it affects our customers and the workloads that they may be running as well. So we've talked about a number of different avenues. OpenSSF is certainly one of them. We've got a number of teams inside AWS security that I'm sure Paul talked about uh, that are focused on securing the, the open source supply chain uh, from a software perspective and figuring out how we can move faster there to drive 
more value, not just for ourselves, but also our customers and the rest of the, the internet. With Paul aboard, that takes on a different realm, doesn't it? You know, to start, I'm really kind of in awe of Paul. I mean, he, he built a lot of what we know is the, the DNS system, domain name system. And so I kind of feel like he is this rock star and I'm super excited that he is working on security. One of the things that really amazes me is that he's one of those folks who very early on, back in, back in the 90s, he had software that was ubiquitous. It was on every device. It was consumed everywhere. And we're starting to realize that some other projects have that, but very few have the kind of ubiquitous deployment that some of the DNS tooling and, and cron tooling that he was developing has had over the years. And so he has experienced these problems firsthand. He understands the, the supply chain concerns and constraints. And I'm super excited to see folks like him working to solve that problem. Well, thank you so much for your time, David. Really fun to talk with you about these pillars that uh, AWS really believes in around open source. The interview with Paul, I think in your reflections on the work that Paul has done and the ability to build on that, the next two to 3% is really what we're going to look forward to learning more about from AWS in the next year or two. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to chat. Thanks, David. Amazon Web Services is the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform offering over 175 fully featured services from data centers globally. Millions of customers trust AWS to power their infrastructure, become more agile, and lower costs. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's one of the best ways you can help us grow this community, and we really appreciate your feedback. You can find the full video version of this episode on YouTube. Search for the new stack and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss any new videos. Thanks for joining us and see you soon. Thank you.